0: Hi, and welcome to the Well-Read Podcast, a bi-weekly discussion on books and reading. I'm Hallie. And I'm Anne. And we're librarians with the Beaufort County Library in South Carolina, and it is time for another book preview, this time our fall book preview. We do this four times a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to <laughs> think, think like about that for a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's four seasons. Four seasons.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's time for the fall book preview, and fall is typically a pretty big time for books, I mm-hmm. think. Don't you, th- don't you agree? Yeah. I yeah, think so. I think so. A lot of books
1: come out with the intention of like Christmas gifts or I don't know but no. Yeah it almost seems like they're weightier books. Weightier yeah that's what I was thinking. Almost like it's Oscar season where they start to release the yeah for books. It's Um, like all the literary fiction and yeah. yeah. So it's it's fun. Lots of boxes from publishers. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) Uh, So let's just dive in and get started. What's your first first book you're looking forward to in the fall? Okay so my first book is actually uh it was supposed to come out this fall and now it's already come out so that was a little bit of a surprise for us it's the underground railroad by colson whitehead and this actually published on august 2nd it was supposed to publish in september but it, it turned out that oprah picked it as her book club pick i'm not sure how often she does her book club but i
0: think just when she finds something that's interesting like now
1: it. yeah i don't think there's any sort of set right. schedule
0: now that she's not on a tv yeah. yeah i mean she owns a network so yeah so she's still active, I also, guess, not, but it's just
1: not the same way, right, different way. So I don't know whether I'm furious with her for disrupting <laughs> our podcast schedule or whether I'm really excited that we have the same great taste as yes. Oprah. I'd be excited. Yeah, I'm mean, mostly excited. I <laughs> wasn't excited when I was rearranging my notes yesterday, but <laughs> I'll forgive Oprah for this. So this book is literary historical fiction about a slave named Cora who lives on a cotton plantation in Georgia, and she's an outcast even among the other slaves that she works with, but there's a new addition to the the slave population on the plantation. There's a, a man that is named Caesar that comes from Virginia and begins to tell Cora about the Underground Railroad, and they decide to plan an escape to the north, but in this book, the Underground Railroad isn't just a term. It's an actual Underground Railroad, which really excites me because when I was a kid, I thought that the Underground Railroad was actual tunnels and tracks. And oh, that so was, did I. Totally. Yeah, there, was a house, so,
0: there was a house near where I grew up that was rumored to have been part of the <gasps>
1: Underground Railroad. And I was sure that there were like yeah. underground
0: tunnels under the house. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is
1: one of the great disappointments of my childhood was to realize that this wasn't the case. So, So I love that he took this idea and made it literal. So I'm very excited about that. And the rest of the book follows Cora's heartbreaking journey as she makes her way north. And I think from from the blurbs that I've read that the writing sounds kind of experimental. Um, it said that the journey is an odyssey through time as well as space. And it weaves in the struggles of blacks in the current day into the narrative. So I'm really curious to see how this is going to kind of form as a as a book. It sounds really fascinating. And all the reviews I've read have said that this is something to watch during yes. awards season. Yeah. So I I think Oprah is very on the money with picking I think she probably is as well. Yeah. And so, uh, like I said, it came out on August 2nd, which is just a couple of days before recording this. And it is called The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. All right. My first
0: one is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles. It comes out September 6th. Your most
1: anticipated <laughs> Probably book? Probably my most
0: anticipated book, yes. I love, love, love the author's first book. He's only ever written one other book, and then I think a novella or short story okay. that was sort of an offshoot of that first book, Rules of Civility. This is to- so Rules of Civility takes place in New York City in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually is uh, about. Moscow, Russia, oh, cool. um, so it's totally different. It's 1922, and Count Alexander Rostov is sentenced by a Bolshevik tribunal to house arrest for the remainder of his life for writing what they decide is seditious poetry, um, so obviously he's a gentleman, as the title states. He's never had a job or anything. He's lived mm-hmm. this very like, elite kind of a life, um, and his home now for the rest of his life is going to be the Metropole Hotel, which is this very grand hotel across from the Kremlin. So even though he's imprisoned inside the hotel, it spans some of the most turbulent decades of Russian history, and he is actually kind of a witness to a lot of what is happening because there are meetings that go on at the hotel, and he's meeting people within the hotel, and so he's learning about all these things. So it's through his perspective which... From the surface would be kind of small and confined, you would think. But he's actually this lens through which all of this history is unfolding. Um, it's getting really rave reviews. I've seen a lot of people already call it their favorite book of the year when they oh, were wow. reading advanced copies of it. I-, I cannot wait to read it. It is *A Gentleman
1: in Moscow* by Amor Tolles. Oh, that sounds perfect. Yes. I love history through Me too. through like a small lens. Me too. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, my next book is Razor Girl by Carl Hyacin, and this comes out on September 6th. If you've ever read Carl Hyacin and you're a fan of his, you know what to expect. His books begin with a bizarre incident and then sort of spiral out from there. So in this book, it's uh, about a Hollywood agent named Lane Kuhlman, and he's involved in a car accident in South Florida with a woman who's driving with a razor in hand and her clothes are all in disarray, and he quickly realizes that this is part of a scheme that, uh, Yeah. There's more to it, but, but yeah, they're they're trying to scam him, and so of course this sets off a chain of events that involve reality TV stars and hitmen and the mafia. And if you have read Bad Monkey, this brings back uh, Andrew Yancey, who's the main character of of that book. Carl Hiassen, in interviews, has said that when he is thinking of how he's going to write his books, he he looks to. Real life events in Florida and how these often will inspire him, but every time he thinks he's come up with something that's completely over the top, then Florida outdoes him, <laughs> and he he's always sort of appalled at what what the state can come up with. So I had uh, recently read Bad Monkey, and that was the first uh, Carl Heisen that I uh, Carl Heisen book I'd ever read, and I was really surprised at how much I liked it because that style doesn't seem very me. It seems too much like a Jimmy Buffett song, and I loathe <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, so I. I just always thought this is not my my style of book but it was such a fun ride it was it was just a really fun book to to get into and and it was it knew it was over the top and it really relished that so is not I would say for the easily shocked though his uh, books can have some fairly off-color elements but if that doesn't bother you then these are really fun um, kind of not necessarily light reading they're light but they're but it isn't like in the way that surprised. i think of light. i've
0: only read one carl hyacinth book there was a patron at the library where i worked before here that uh, mm. was recommending them to me she thought they were hilarious and that i would really like them and so i read one and i liked it i was surprised though it wasn't as uh like it's wacky but it, right. i expected like this kind of silly mystery right and it wasn't that yeah it was, it's like heavier kind of somehow than i thought Denser, Dencer, in, yeah
1: in there's so many elements that are coming yeah. into it and you just have to sort of say I accept these as yes. they come at me yes. and not try, uh, try to overthink this. Yeah. It's just, just you go with it. So. Right.
0: So yes. Yeah.
1: So they're, they're fun. And that is razor girl by Carl hyacin
0: So, my next one is Commonwealth by Ann Patchett. It comes out September 13th. Uh, I should preface this. Ann Patchett is probably one of my favorite authors. Mm -hmm. I will gobble up everything she writes and love her. I've seen her speak and she's a wonderful speaker and Mm -hmm. she owns a bookstore and I just kind of love her. So, this book in 1960, uh, Burt Cousins sees Beverly Keating at her daughter's christening and is immediately enamored of her. Um, Never mind the fact that they're both married, he feels like his life has begun finally when he sees Beverly. And by the end of the night, they have kissed. So, that one kiss unravels both of their lives and they end up leaving their spouses to be together and what follows is a story of the repercussions of that new relationship. They both have children um, and they merge their families into one and so Commonwealth covers the decades that follow the children as they grow up and they have shifting loyalties and secrets and there's love and tension between the different people and it's about how these six children and four adults make up this family unit and how they, over the decades, um, keep rearranging themselves in different formations, apparently.
1: So that is Commonwealth by Anne Patchett. That sounds difficult it's, in certain ways to yeah, read. <laughs> yes. But I she's really good at, at drawing out all the subtleties of relationships. Yes. So yeah. I think that'd be, it would be very fascinating yes. to read, but I'd probably want to throw the book at some point.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, infidelity is a yeah. Oh. button topic doesn't make me happy. No. Okay, my third book is Lady Cop Makes Trouble by Amy Stewart and that comes out on September 6th and it's the second book in the Cop Sister series which started with Girl Waits with Gun and that came out last year. Uh, the series is based on the true story of one of the first female deputy sh- deputy sheriffs in the US and her sisters. All three are very independent and kind of eccentric. And um the books are set in the nineteen tens in northern New Jersey and New York City, so you kind of have the sense of brashness that you get from the the time period and and the sisters themselves and that's just really fun for reading, just like in the first book, Constance, who's the main the oldest sister in the in the uh, family, she's working on a case that's taken from a true story from uh headlines that the author Amy Stewart found at the time. And apparently the Cop sisters were well-known celebrities during the 19-teens and 20s and then just completely fell into obscurity until Amy Stewart was doing some research and found them. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really cool. So I love that these books are about women who push back against the gender conventions conventions of their time. And I love the title so much that I am very, very excited for this. So um, it's called Lady Cop Makes Trouble by Amy Stewart. Those have
0: fantastic covers. Yeah, the covers are gorgeous. Yes. Uh, did you, you read the first one yes yeah.
1: it was so 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 much fun was it i haven't mm-hmm.
0: read that one. all right my next one is today will be different by maria semple it's out october 4th this is the author of where'd you go bernadette which i'm guessing a lot of people mm-hmm. know about it was very popular as a book club pick and they're making a movie out of it so you'll probably oh, be hearing that. more of it yes oh cool I'm trying to think who bernadette is hmm. i could look it up i'll look it up while you're talking okay we'll, come, we'll circle back to that Uh, So in this one, it's about another uh, woman who is in her 40s or 50s, and uh, her name is Eleanor Flood. She knows... That her life is kind of a mess. Um, She's eight years late turning in a manuscript for her
1: book. Uh, She
0: doesn't really ever remember names or dates. She's kind of disorganized and a little bit flighty. But today she wakes up and decides things will be different. And she's going to be a good mother, a great wife, and is generally just going to be on top of everything she needs to do. Of course, as soon as she makes that declaration, her life immediately starts going awry. Mm-hmm. Um, her son ends up sick, so she has to go to school to pick him up. She's pretty convinced he's just faking being sick, and so she's <laughs> irritated by that. Something's going on with her husband. She, He says he's going to work for the day, and then she stops by his office, and apparently he told his staff that he's going to be on vacation, so something's going on there. Oh, gosh. Um, so uh, her editor keeps trying to get in touch with her, and she's dodging her editor, so it's just her whole life is kind of going falling apart. Semple's characters are always really quirky. Her books are funny and wacky, and they're just totally entertaining. And they're usually pretty quick to read, but they're, they're really fun. So I'm looking forward to that. That's Today Will Be Different by Maria Semple.
1: Uh, my next book is Darktown by Thomas Mullen, and that comes out on September 13th. It's set in 1948 when the Atlanta P- uh, Police Department was forced to hire its first black officers. And when this happened, the, the white officers on the force were openly hostile, and they Um, The the black officers had extreme limitations placed on them, including not being able to arrest white suspects or to drive in squad cars. So that's ridiculous. Two of the newly hired officers who are named Boggs and Smith are war veterans, and they're quickly drawn into a case that not only has racial ramifications, but also implicates members of the police department itself. And this is being compared to Dennis Lehane and Walter Mosley, and I think that this seems like a really fascinating time period to explore because I'm really intrigued by how people recovered from World War II and, and war in general. But especially it's intriguing to think about those who were asked to serve their country and then were denied civil rights afterwards. So I think um, this should be very cool. And we're going to see this author in Savannah in September we are yeah with uh <laughs> the Savannah Reads thing oh that we're I didn't going really like to. that yeah I only knew this it. is one of the authors so. I only I haven't even looked I only knew you already was true. one I just one person bought by, the ticket. by ticket <laughs> 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 yeah so this is I've seen this uh, this book around in several places so I'm excited for it and it's called Darktown by Thomas Mullen
0: all right so before I do my next one it's Kate Blanchett that's going to be in oh, uh, where'd you go Bernadette okay. as Bernadette all right. So my next one is Home by Harlan Coben. It comes out September 20th. So sorry, I got a little bit out of order with my dates there. I tried to do them in chronological order, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not a big deal. Um, so this is part of the Myron Bolitar series, which I was sure I had talked about at some point because I love this series, but I looked back in our notes and I had right. not. So I'm excited to have a chance to talk I about it. I know
1: we've talked about Harlan Coben at some point, but maybe just in passing, but I would have thought the same thing. I would have but thought so.
0: had- but I didn't see maybe we talked about it off mic maybe or maybe one of his standalone
1: books yeah but anyway i don't remember
0: so this is a mystery series it's been going on for many years but it's he's written sporadically so the last time he wrote one a book in this series was in 2011 so it's been five wow okay and it's about Myron, who is a huge basketball star in college and was destined to become a big NBA star as well. But an injury sidelined him. Basically, either it's in practice or his first game. It's like he never really even makes it to the NBA. So because of that, uh, he's been sidelined. He becomes a sports agent. And in order to help his clients, he sometimes gets involved with investigating crimes or misdeeds that his clients are involved in. Um, and so that's where the the mystery series comes from okay. are, is, are these um, events that he gets involved in. And he has a millionaire best friend named Wynn who also seems to get involved a lot. Um, <laughs> and then he has some people in his office that are side characters that play a role. So in this one, two boys from wealthy families were kidnapped 10 years ago and a ransom was demanded, but the kidnappers were never heard from again after the ransom was demanded and the boys never resurfaced. So now Myron and Wynn, the best friend, think that they may have found one of the boys who is now a teenager? Um, but just one of the boys. There's still a question of, about the other boy. So um, that's about all I know of it. If these Harlan Coben writes really good page turners, mm-hmm. They're they've got some twist to them. I always find it unpredictable. I'm never. Convinced that I've know what the answer is to the mystery until the very very end. So uh, that is Home by Harlan Coben. And
1: for thrillers, they're also not graphic at all, which is is yeah. Nice. There's
0: they're yeah they're not
1: they're not cozy in any way, but they're no, not graphic. Yeah, right, which is a nice middle yeah. ground. Yes, and they're funny. Yeah. They're really funny. My next book is Crosstalk by Connie Willis, and it comes out on October fourth. Connie Willis is famous enough in the sci-fi world that even I have heard of her, and this is possibly because her books incorporate history into the sci-fi. She's famous for a couple of time travel books called, uh, the first one's called Doomsday Book, and the next one is To Say Nothing of the Dog, and I often see these listed on classic sci-fi lists, so she's she's very, very well regarded. And this newest book is sort of a sci-fi romantic comedy it's about a woman named Bridie Flanagan who's dating a man named Trent, and she's ecstatic because he's just asked her to, um, to agree to a surgical procedure which will allow them to feel their each other's emotions better. And this in, is seen in their society as a precursor to a marriage proposal. So she feels like this is really going her way, but once uh, the surgery happens, things don't go as planned, and she finds herself unexpectedly, unexpectedly connected to someone else. And she begins to see that the supposed benefits of technology don't always uh, pan out the way that she had hoped that they would. I think I'm not. I don't know this for sure, but I would think that that Connie Willis hasn't released a novel in many years, and I want to say it's been like five or six years since.
0: Yeah, there was all clear and blackout. Yeah, which were I want to say early like 10, 2010. 11 yeah. somewhere
1: around there. So, so this is getting a lot of attention both because of the name of the author and because it's been a while since she's published. So, um, so it should be very, very cool and it's called Crosstalk by Connie Willis.
0: All right, my next one, and Anne was mad that I stole this from her, but I'm mad she stole one from me, so we're going to be even. (laughs) It's super even. The Mothers by Britt Bennett. It comes out October 11th. This is another one that's getting a lot of advanced praise from librarians and reviewers. It's the summer before Nadia Turner's senior year of high school, and she's mourning the loss of her mother who recently committed suicide, and she starts dating Luke Shepard, and he is the 21-year-old pastor's son who is waiting tables at a diner after an injury derailed his football career. That's funny. I have two books that... Are both about derailed sports and careers. You're, and you're not really into derailed sports I'm careers. Not, that's well. not something I would say that I'm really interested in. No. But apparently, <laughs> I'm drawn to books about it. Anyway, so they both think it's only going to be kind of a summer fling, nothing serious. Um, but neither of them were considering the fact that Nadia was going to get pregnant. Um, and she keeps the pregnancy a secret from everyone, including her best friend Aubrey, who has a very strong faith and would disapprove of both the pregnancy and that whatever happens after the pregnancy which i don't know because i haven't read the book the book follows these three characters as they mature into adults and tracks them as they weave in and out of each other's lives all with a secret hanging over their heads and my impression is that aubrey and luke become a couple when they're in their 20s not a love triangle Mm -hmm. but their relationships that are happening so um, the secret kind of hangs over all of them and that's the mothers by Britt bennett
1: it has one of the coolest covers of the season. It does.
0: It's very, very
1: vibrant yes. and kind of abstract. And the other day they were giving away tote bags with the really the, just the, the art from the cover um, on some publisher's website. Oh, did you? Have, no, because I have too many tote bags. Oh, you can never have too many tote bags. <laughs> Can't, I think you can. I think I've reached that point. Pretty sure that I have. It won't stop me in the future from getting more, though. I know it. My next book is by Gaslight by Stephen Price, and this also comes out on October 4th, and it's a huge brick of a book. It's like 600 plus pages, so um, if you're looking for something that will really you can really bog down in, then this is the book for you. It takes place in London three years before the Jack the Ripper murders in Whitechapel, and it's about William Pinkerton, who is the son of the famous detective and the creator of the Pinkerton Agency, and uh, William himself is a, is a f- famous detective in his own right. And he is an American and he travels to London to help Scotland Yard with the murder of a woman that is connected to a man that William has been hunting that he believes has some relationship to his father's death. This criminal has always been a step ahead of him uh, all through through uh, William's history. So this book is exploring the bond between the detective and the criminal. And the book travels from the diamond mines of South Africa to fog-covered Victorian London and I think this sounds like great Halloween kind of mood reading. And I'm really feeling the pain after Penny Dreadful ended a couple of months ago. And so I'm I'm looking for something to sort of fill that void. And I think that this will be perfection for me. And it's called By Gaslight by Stephen Price. All right. My next one is News of the World by
0: Paulette Giles. It comes out October 4th. Uh, and this is historical fiction, which I love. Following the Civil War, Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd is enjoying his life as a live newsreader in North Texas. He travels from town to town reading the news aloud to the townspeople who are hungry for news of the world and often don't read. So he is sharing the information to them. And at one of his stops, he is offered a $50 gold piece to take a 10-year-old girl back to her family in San Antonio after she was kidnapped during a Kiowa raid and raised by their tribe. So she, for all intents and purposes, thinks that she is a native american mm-hmm. and not a white person and now she's being taken back to her white family. Okay. And the two are reluctant to rely on each other. He's just in it for their for the money basically. <laughs> um, but as they journey together, they realize that their survival literally depends on them trusting each other and a bond begins to form. It sounds like very moving and atmospheric. I like I picture kind of like dusty Texas travel, you know, on horses. And um, so that is News of the World by Paulette Giles.
1: I feel like that's getting so much buzz. It is. Librarian buzz. Librarian buzz. We're very, very into that book. My next book is To Capture What We Cannot Keep by Beatrice uh, Collin. And it comes out on November 29th. And the story begins when two people meet in in a hot air balloon over 1880s Paris and its love at first sight between them. But once these two, this man and woman named Catronia and and Emile arrive back on solid ground, they realize that their different social stations are going to keep them apart. Catronia is a a penniless widow who is in Paris to chaperone two, uh, I think, young Scottish people Um, and Emil is expected to make a good marriage to support his family's business. So while they must decide together what their love is actually worth, their story is placed against the backdrop of the construction of the controversial Eiffel Tower, which serves as a a symbol of the changing future with uh, social social restrictions that may be um, falling apart around them. So... This book pretty much sounds made for me. I love late 19th century Paris. It's one of my absolute favorite time periods, and I I studied it a lot in school. And the cover is probably the prettiest one I've ever seen in my life. So oh, I don't I'm, that cover, have oh my look gosh. It look it up. Okay. You'll love it. And I'm sold by covers, so <laughs> done sure. and done. Me too. <laughs> that is To Capture What We Cannot Keep by Beatrice Collin.
0: My next one is The Wangs versus the World by Jade Chang. It comes out October 4th. And Charles Wang is an immigrant who built a cosmetics empire and amassed a huge fortune, but then loses it all during the financial crisis. So all he wants to do now is get back to China to reclaim his ancestral lands and his pride. But first he must get his family squared away. And so he has to pull his son and daughter out from the schools that he can no longer afford to pay for. And he packs the family up for a road trip from Bel Air to upstate New York, where their oldest daughter lives, so he can collect her as well. So this combines what i love what was a road trip novel love road as, trip novels. i love road trip novels uh as well as like a wealthy comment you know commentary yes. on wealthy people who have lost all their wealth which i feel like there have been some books a lot about that recently. that recently yeah and um, i will so, take them all
1: i love them so i would be too i would yeah I, you can publish one a week i'll read them all yeah um,
0: so that uh is the wangs versus the world by jade chang
1: very cool and my last book is talking as fast as I can from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and everything in between by Lauren Graham, and Hallie is shooting daggers at me right now. Um, this comes out on November twenty ninth, and um, we're both extremely excited about it. So you can honorary talk about this. Well, I was just
0: thinking that's good timing because the new Gilmore Girls exactly. is coming out at uh, Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I want. I am assuming they planned it this way. I, I hope so. It was really smart of them. In any it case. was. Um, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan. And for many years, I thought of it as a guilty pleasure because it was on the CW and the WB. And, mm-hmm. and that just was sort of a stamp of disapproval for many people. But I've become very secure in my love for the show. And I think it's really quality writing. And it actually inspired me to make a huge change in my life. So I have a lot of affection for it. Um, and the main the main actress on the show is Lauren Graham. And she is an interesting actress because she found fame relatively late in life. Mm-hmm. The uh, She had been a kind of a bit player in a lot of different shows you see her around all over the place in the 90s but then in her 30s she was offered the role of a lifetime when she was cast as Lorelai Gilmore but after the show ended in 2008 she had other successes she was in films and she was on the show Parenthood and she wrote a fun novel called Someday Someday Maybe which I thought was very cute yes. um, and that's about her struggles to find work as an actor in her 20s um, but then to the complete delight of fans then she was asked to come back and do a series of, of movies um, about Gilmore Girls and those, as Hallie said, prepare or, uh, premiere in November on Netflix. So I think we're practically drooling over yeah. these, just waiting Very for these to come out. That. And I felt like um, everything I've ever read of hers uh, has been really funny and smart. And I expect that there will be lots of behind the scenes gossip. But she also sounds like someone that's really down to earth mm-hmm. and someone you could talk to on a really normal level and isn't kind of occupied by Hollywood Glam. Yeah. So I think I think that it should be a really fun book. And that's called Talking as Fast as I Can from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls and Everything in Between by Lauren Graham.
0: Uh, All right. My last one is Heartless by Marissa Meyer Uh, comes out November 8th. And I've we've talked about Marissa Meyer Mm -hmm. before with this. She wrote the Cinder series, which were based on different fairy tales with a sci fi twist. Mm -hmm. Um, This time she's tackling uh, Alice's adventures in Wonderland. This is about the Queen of Hearts. And Catherine is one of the most desirable girls in all of Wonderland and a favorite of the as yet unmarried King of Hearts. However, Catherine really isn't interested in marrying him. Her deepest desire is to open a bakery and provide (gasps) delicious baked goods to the entire kingdom. Yes. Uh, And that's a dream that is just completely unheard of for a woman who could potentially be the queen. Everybody assumes, you know, if you can be the queen, that's what you want. Uh, I'd rather bake pies, I think. (laughs) I would too. So uh, she attends a royal ball where everyone expects the king to propose to her. And uh, there she meets Jest, who is the court joker and is immediately attracted to him. This is the first time she's ever had that sort of experience where she meets somebody and she has an interest in getting to know them better and being romantically involved. So she and Jest enter a clandestine romance, which I love that. Um, And so Meyer is a master of taking fairy tales we already know so well and turning them on their ear. And I can't wait to see what she does with this one. Yeah, that's very cool. Heartless by Marissa Meyer. All right, so we'll be right back with what we're reading this week.
1: just finished a book called dark matter by blake crouch and so i know you enjoyed this quite a bit i did so i think we probably would both agree that it's a little bit hard to explain yes if you don't want to say too much right. because a lot of it
0: isn't the reading is the unveiling of what is going on right
1: i hope if i say too much will you edit it out for me yes i will yay so the book begins with a man named jason dessen um, enjoying a night at home in Chicago with his wife and son. And Jason is a physics professor at a local college and his wife is an artist, but they both gave up kind of more lucrative ambitions um, within those careers when they found out that they were going to have a baby together in their, I think, late 20s. And so now their son is 15 and they've they've made a really great life together. Um, Jason is very happy with this life, but he occasionally wonders what could have been. So when his wife encourages him to go to a celebration for a former colleague's uh, Scientific achievements, then he finds himself feeling feeling a little bit bitter and just sort of reflecting on missed opportunities in his life. When he's leaving the party, he's attacked by a masked man, a masked man who seems to know a lot about Jason and he knows weird details about his life. And he, um, it's just a very unsettling experience. And the abductor takes him to a remote location and asks him, "Are you happy with your life?" And then inj- injects him with a drug that makes him black out. But when Jason wakes up, he finds that even though he's himself, his world is completely different. He's never been married, he he's never had a son, and he's finally achieved the the prestigious career that he's always dreamed of. So soon he's wondering what actually constitutes reality, whether it's this this current life that he's in or his past life, and he, he doesn't really know what all of this means. So I I think that's all I should say. I think say. that's all you should say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed me this. Too. Yeah, it was a very I I read uh Blake Crouch wrote the the Wayward Pines series. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I read the first book in that and I thought it was fun, but I also just wasn't that interested in, in going on with the series. Um so so this was an, a pleasant surprise for me. Yes. Um it sort of was like a sci-fi Sliding Doors, yes. which is a movie that I very much enjoy, and it reads really really fast each sentence is basically its own line mm-hmm. so um that's kind of one of the trademarks of a thriller so this is an interesting mix of thriller and sci-fi and kind of a love story yeah. and it just hits a lot of of good spots yes. for people but there are also a lot of thought-provoking ideas in the book and it actually made me tear up at a certain point which yeah. was surprising to me yeah it was, it was just a very very pleasant surprise and thankfully it doesn't um at least for me it doesn't depend on a lot of science knowledge. Yes. Um, it there's enough there that if you're really into the science and, and physics, then you will be satisfied with this, but it isn't like you have to understand other than the kind of one idea. Yeah. You don't have to really understand everything that they're talking about. So that sort of reminds me of the Martian. That's in that what I was going to say it's like the Martian. Yeah.
0: I, f- I feel like this book is going to be the Martian of this yeah. fall season of people latching onto it who wouldn't ordinarily right. read sci-fi because it's such, it was so much of a thriller, right. which it, I don't always think of sci-fi being thrilling, right, Because I don't read really that much of it. Um, <laughs> I guess, um, but uh, but yeah, it was. I made the same comparison in my head when I was reading it of the, the Martian. I don't know if you ever watched the show Lost. Mm-hmm. There's an episode, The Constant. Oh, that's such a great episode. That I think that's that like this is a sort episode. of it is a very good episode. So I thought that this was not. I mean, similar. And yeah, if you like that concept, that, it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's it's a very intriguing book, yes. and and easily read on the beach and then discussed with people afterwards so yes yes like we had dinner kind of, that night after I finished yeah, this yeah, yeah. I was like somebody needs to read this book <laughs> I forgot that that was literally what I did was read on the beach and then talk about this book even though I wasn't the person that read it <laughs> that was literally what I did that day um, good times so yes I co-signed that recommendation cool I'm very glad it's it's called dark matter by Blake Crouch
0: all right. What I read this week was The Ship of Brides by Jojo Moyes. Ooh. So, Jojo Moyes is probably best known for her book, Me Before You. Um, but she writes both contemporary stories as well as historical fiction. And this is one of her historical fiction novels. Oh, cool. This is, uh, this takes place immediately after World War II. And there were women who would marry these soldiers who were in their country for, during the war, who then, they went back to their home country after the war finished, and so the women had the women had to get to the their husbands. Oh. And so this is about four Australian women who are taking a six week voyage to England to meet up with their British husbands that they met and married. Um, and the four women are just a few of the 650 women aboard an aircraft carrier. Oh uh, th- at the beginning, there's one of the one of the women who has these grand visions of like this luxury cruise liner <laughs> that they're going to be on. There's going to be a salon there and all this <laughs> stuff, and then it, it's an aircraft carrier. But and they're all excited but also nervous at the prospect of being so far away from home. And some of them haven't spent really all that much time with their husbands. So mm-hmm. it's just this big unknown in their lives of what, what life will be like after they get to England. Uh, as you can imagine, the journey can be difficult. They aren't in the most luxurious uh, <laughs> setting um, and they have to make do with very cramped quarters and a lot of The necessities of living aboard a ship for six weeks are so contrary to how they've lived their lives up until then. But uh, they also make there are a lot of relationships that are formed between the women who wouldn't have ordinarily have had a chance to encounter each other. They come from all different backgrounds. Um, And she just Jojo Moyes has this incredible ability to write flawed well-developed characters who you just care so much, so much about what happens to them. Um, I did not want this book to end. I felt completely involved in their lives and what was happening. And you get to know their stories as it goes along. They seem like real people or they did to me. Right. And so I just loved, loved, loved this book. And um, I would say I've read some reviews that thought it it was slow. It was hard to kind of get into it. And so it did benefit. This was another book that I read when I was actually sitting by the pool one Mm -hmm. weekend. And I think it benefits from that sort of reading in big chunks yeah. versus a few pages before you go to bed. I, th- I think it would feel a little bit slow and uh, maybe even a little bit boring, mm-hmm. particularly at the beginning as everybody's getting set up, all the characters and storylines are getting set up because um, she just, she's, it's very leisurely paced. She doesn't rush to, all of her books are like that. Yeah. She doesn't, um, it's, it's, not, it's not a thriller. It's mm-hmm. not fast paced page turning kind of a book. So um, that's The Ship of Brides by
1: Jojo Moyes. I loved it. That sounds awesome. I, I've, I've just read two of her books, but they were both so much fun mm-hmm. to read. I mean, fun maybe fun. isn't the right yeah. word for it, but, but um, touching, yeah, and, yeah. Like, like profound to yes. read. So I I can I need to do her backlist.
0: Yeah, that's what I've, I've been working through her backlist. All right. So let's list off all the books we mentioned.
1: Okay. Um, I talked about The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, Razor Girl by Carl Hyasson, Lady Cop Makes Trouble by Amy Stewart, Dark Town by Thomas Mullen, Crosstalk by Connie Willis, by Gaslight by Stephen Price, To Capture What We Cannot Keep by Beatrice Collin, and uh, Talking As Fast As I Can by Lauren Graham, and what I read this week was Dark Matter by Blake Crouch.
0: All right, I talked about A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolles, Commonwealth by Ann Patchett, Home by Harlan Coben, News of the World by Paulette Giles, Today Will Be Different by Maria Semple, The Wangs Versus the World by Jade Chang, The Mothers by Britt Bennett, Heartless by Marissa Meyer, and what I was reading this week is The Ship of Brides by Jojo Moyes. All right, before we finish up today, I want to thank Podbean, who featured us as a podcast of the week last week, and also invited me to be on their Podcasting Smarter podcast, which should be posted by the time you are listening to this. So if you're interested in hearing a great podcast about if you're a podcaster, about being an even better podcaster. That's a great podcast to listen to. If you want to hear more of my voice, go ahead and listen to the episode I'm featured on. Uh, And thank you to Podbean for selecting us. If you'd like to get in touch with us to give us feedback or a suggestion on a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at wellreadpod at com. Find us on our Facebook page or on Twitter at WellRead Podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your other podcast provider of choice. Our podcast is engineered by Adam Farver. Our theme music is Kitten by Poddington Bear. We keep our show notes at org slash where you can find a listing of every book we talked about in this episode. Thank you all for listening and happy reading.